My friend Tyler likes most things Star Wars. I say most things because who wants to be branded an absolute? Talking to me, he was like, yeah, no, Star Wars isn't for everybody. They're mostly wrong, but Andor isn't for everybody either. It's for you. It's for me, but it's definitely for you. He said this for the better part of a year. I said I'd get to it. And I got to other stuff first. Some of, but certainly not all, the TV and film I got to, but bare inclusion here are Drops of God. It's really good. The Great. It comes together in the last three episodes, and Tony McNamara is one of the great living playwrights. Check out the favorite. Olivia Coleman, Rachel Weiss, they're both in it. McNamara wrote it. Mrs. Davis. Nifty. Like Steven Soderbergh, Damon Lindelof can do anything. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Who shit. First Reformed. This movie was Schrader throwing a Yurchenko double pike and then taking two steps on the dismount to ruin a perfect score. What I'm saying is Schrader ain't no Simone Biles, but who is? Ms. America. Kate Blanchett, Tracy Ullman, Margot Martindale, Rose Byrne, and Sarah Paulson forming up like Voltron is delightful, even if you're gonna leave me watching Phyllis Shafley peeling apples. I also got to Blue Beetle, which is like saying I got to Multiplicity because I want to be a person who watched all of Michael Keaton's movies, but also shout Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice to a movie that never meets its showtime. And I got to obligatory zeitgeist consumption like Barbie, Creed 3, John Wick 4, Mission Impossible 7, and Wes Anderson 24 because I count shorts and music videos. This also means... I was actually running from Andor because, well, you saw it, and this is my moving pictures misanthropy maxed. So I got to the first episode of Andor on a Tuesday night with the belief that this show that is bound to move glacially, I was right for three episodes, might actually be up to something when I started paying attention to who the writers and showrunner are. By Thursday, I was through all 12 episodes. Tony Gilroy, Andor's Maestro, adapted action movies I love. The Bourne Trilogy, Armageddon, Michael Clayton, The Devil's Advocate. He made Rogue One 2, but we can overlook that. His pops, Frank, adapted a movie into a Pulitzer and Tony Award winning play. The subject was Roses in 1965. I studied it. It's great. His brothers, Dan and John, can cool in the gang, get down on it too. But then I saw Gilroy put his back into it with this dialogue that got snappy. Nazi SS officers in white, excuse me, Imperial Security Bureau officers at a round table started trading repartee like a blueberry hooligan after two shots of whiskey, hopped up on the cocaine, holding down the trigger on the sweet business, feeling no pain. If you don't get that reference, just know I play a lot of Destiny 2 while listening to Jacob Bryant. Then Fiona Shaw as Marva Andor stood next to a stuttering red personified personhood that looks less like a fire hydrant and more like a trash compactor, laying into her adopted son, Cassian, played by an understated Diego Luna, about how she ain't going out like no punt to the imperialist. (laughs) I watched a torture expert do the Elmore Leonard and tell me a story in dialogue about the dying screams of a race of massacred people weaponized to oppress even the most unwilling and stubborn amongst us. And then Andor used our imaginations to bring us that pain. 
Perhaps the most underused tool in the writer's book bag is their ability to allow the reader, the viewer, the audience's imagination to do the work for us. Like a revolutionary counting on an emperor's overreaction to a bank heist, we create our own worst nightmares. The Jacobins, the Decemberists, the Bolsheviks, Russian and German Jews are all represented alongside the cost of their resistance here. I saw Stellan Skarsgård deliver the monologue he likely took this role for and I could see immediately he must have asked to do that again and again. Gilroy and company bent film to their will, maximizing their gifts in a medium where, unlike stage play, you can get it right the first time for someone who never saw you do it live the first time. If you have $250 million to make 12 one-hour movies, that's $21 million per one-hour movie, get your money's worth. Then I saw Bo Willimon threw down on the page what Gilroy didn't himself. Not once did I see colorful flashlight fights, reference to space monks and space chi, or an anointed savior. I saw characters who could be real people anchored in their time, pushed toward choosing the best of the worst decisions, and laid composer Nicholas Bertel going into his bag underneath it. I saw a man forced to choose a side in a war he wanted no part of. I saw prison presented as I know it to be true, gulags as we know them to exist, hope like a candle dancing in the dark as we clench our eyes shut so as not to be infected by what might soon kill us sooner rather than later. A light we cannot possess. I was reminded the cost of revolution. What do you, revolutionary, sacrifice? Calm, kindness, kinship, love. I've given up all chance of inner peace. I've made my mind a sunless place. I share my dreams with ghosts. I wake up every day to an equation I wrote 15 years ago for which there is only one conclusion. I am damned for what I do. My anger, my ego, my unwillingness to yield, my eagerness to fight, they've set me on a path from which there is no escape. I yearn to be a savior against injustice without contemplating the cost. And by the time I looked down, there was no longer any ground beneath my feet. What is my sacrifice? I'm condemned to use the tools of my enemy to defeat them. I burn my decency for someone else's future. I burn my life to make a sunrise that I know I'll never see. And the ego that started this fight will never have a mirror or an audience or the light of gratitude. So what do I sacrifice? Everything. After Skarsgård said those words, I shouted in an empty room for at that moment I realized the many who created Andor had succeeded. Succeeded in telling a story in this mostly trite, benign, and vexingly edging toward brilliant property over 44 years that reaches the high bar of critically acclaimed, emotionally moving, intellectually inspiring, innovative art in storytelling. And that is, I'll tell my friends about it. Consider yourself told. <laughs>